0: It's Friday, it's 6 o'clock, it's time for Happy Hour, the happiest hour of two hours or whatever of comedy on a Friday night. It's possible here in the Mission District of San Francisco in a radio station, yay. Uh, I'm super excited to be back, not really, that was a total lie. Uh, No, Ian Langlands asked outside, like, did you miss it? And I was like, no. No. but did I miss being the only woman in a room full of hot uh, young men? Yes, absolutely, I missed that. All you beautiful young men, and, and I love being alone in a room with men. My life is all coming together. I win every Friday and Monday. Uh, all right. Hey, it's been a really great week. I finally put the puzzle together, and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is going to be happening the 9th through the sixteenth, we got the permits for the block party on the sixteenth. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be free. Uh, October, October sixteenth. There's a block party here. The whole street's going to be closed outside of Mutiny Radio, and we're going to party in the street with comedy and stuff like that. Yay! Um, well, we've got a not a full list, but uh, everybody's chomping at the bit to get to all those other mics and all that other stuff. So we'll do that. I'm um, your first comedian tonight. I got to already perform with him today with at an old folks' home, and it was amazing and um he paid me and that was incredible and i'm gonna miss him so much because he's leaving on monday on a plane back to the east coast and i'm gonna shed a little tear and you will too clap your hands together everybody for charlie moore yay
1: Yay.
2: i am leaving uh some of you guys at this point have gotten to know me i'm a pretty weird guy i know i'm a weird guy because in every relationship i've ever been in i'm always the better looking person uh I don't have a personality to land somebody above my tier. Um, Yeah, a lot of guys complain about online dating. They say that it's a waste of time. For me, it's a waste of time and money. Like, I get the date, but I don't get the date. Uh, Yeah, like, I don't know. It bothers me. Like, women, they always complain about it. But honestly, I wish women would just objectify me. Like, I'd have so much better luck with that if they would just treat me as an object with no personality. That's it. Yeah. It also confuses me. I don't know why straight women sometimes like it, it, I don't know. Back in the day it makes sense why they're straight men why they're straight women. Like you need a man back in the day. A bear attacks the village, you send the men to get the bear. But nowadays the only thing men really defend women from is other men. It's all it is. That's why I try to make women's lives as easy as possible. I stay either way, I try not to make them uncomfortable. Like this one time I was driving along and I saw this woman, she dropped her wallet on the street. And just as I was rolling down the window to yell, hey, you dropped your wallet, I was like, this feels like catcalling. And I drove away. I assumed somebody else who came after her would be able to find her wallet, see her ID, find her home address, and deliver her wallet to her. It would be very nice. Uh, Next one. Uh, I have a fun hobby. My hobby is that I like to go to McDonald's, put in a pair of hearing aids, and listen to other people's conversations. It's like a live radio station. Turn on the right hearing aid, listen to an old man complain about immigrants. Put on the left hearing aid, listen to a woman complain about how um, T-shirts are a form of oppression while unfortunately wearing a T-shirt. Turn them both on at the same time, and you got yourself a 2020 presidential debate. It's great. Like, I was there, and I heard this guy. He's on the phone. And all I hear, he goes, $300. We can do it in the parking lot. Doggy. In 30 minutes, this later, this lady shows up, and they walk out to the parking lot. And when I follow them out there, they're holding two French bulldogs in front of a van that said, Bulldog Breeders. They were just dog breeders. And then they put the dogs in the prostitute's car, and they fucked in the trunk. Okay, moving on. Uh, horrible joke. Used to be addicted to vaping. Uh... Yeah, it bothers me. Uh, nobody ever takes vaping addiction seriously. You say you're a heroin addict, they're like, oh, traumatic childhood. You say you're an alcoholic, they're like, oh, what's going wrong at home? You say you're addicted to vaping, they're like, oh, too much allowance. That's fucking dumb. Because all the information is there. All the information. Everybody knows vaping's bad for you. There's nobody who's like, actually, orange-flavored vapes are a great source of vitamin D. No. Like, I was doing a show once, and this guy, um, he, the guy asked, I asked if anyone's addicted to vaping, or quit vaping. And this guy says, yeah, I quit vaping. Nobody in the audience clapped, and one guy next to him took a vape out of his pocket and waved it in the guy's face. I was wrong of him. And then sometimes I'll read articles that'll say things like, nicotine is as addictive as cocaine. And as somebody who's tried nicotine, quit it when it became a problem makes me want to do cocaine that's fun uh back in high school i was one of two black kids in the whole grade we played this game that i like to call black marco polo it was simple he and i would go to parties we'd close our eyes and every time the n-word came on in the song we'd try to find each other it was really fun white people they always want to say the n-word they say why can't we say it it's just a word there's a lot of things white people can say that black people can't. For instance, this house has been in my family for four generations. We can't say that. Yeah, where is my last one I wanted to say? I'm gonna end it on that. Thank you guys so much, appreciate you.
0: Charlie Moore, we're gonna miss him so much. Um, I'm. We have a short list tonight, so I'm giving everybody five minutes, just so. But you ended exactly at four, because you're a professional. You're amazing. All right, your next comedian. I'm fucking with the list, because he has dinner date at eight o'clock. He's special. Uh, yeah, he's also part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up. Put your hands together for Philip Fabian. Yay! I'm the
3: I'm not the kind
4: of girl. Hey guys, thank you, thank you, Pam. Welcome back, Pam. You know, I envy Pam because she got to travel. And like Pam, I actually like to travel a lot too because for people that like to travel, I like to run away from my problems. Um, one place I traveled to is Paris, France. And I remember when I was by the Eiffel Tower, There's this mime that said, take a picture with 20 euros. Take a picture for 20 euros. I always thought that was a bit of a ripoff because we also have mimes in San Francisco, but we don't call them mimes. There's just dudes strung out on crack um one place i went to is uh, cabo mexico has anyone here been to cabo no one wow okay just me but okay so let me tell you about cabo it's a place where the beers are cold and the hookers are hot and uh i remember when i tried to go into border patrol but border patrol was asking me are you bringing any illegal drugs into mexico like, am i bringing a little illegal drugs into mexico why do you think i'm here in the first place um Okay, um, another place I uh, like going to a lot is the South. Is anyone here from the South anybody, by any chance? I no one's here from the South. No one here travels. Well, okay. Well, I go to the South quite often, and I kind of hate it. There's a lot of traffic. It's dirty. Parts of it look like a third-world country. People are fake, and you're judged by your politics a lot. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going back to Los Angeles for a very long time. <laughs> um but I went down to Los Angeles because I went to this uh, very ritzy town called uh, Thousand Oaks. Uh, anyone here from Thousand Oaks? Woo! Yeah, you heard of Th- you've heard of Thousand Oaks? Or are you from it? From oh, you're from Thousand Oaks. Yeah. So you know about how there's like a huge Jewish population down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like 20% Jewish people down there. And it's a great town. Don't get me wrong. I had some friends that lived down there. that invited me down, said, hey, man, you should come down bar hopping with us. And I, I always thought it was an amazing thing because I remember my first Jewish crush when I was a kid. Uh, Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. Anyone remember her? Anytime I saw that saw her on screen I was like, "Damn, man, I'm, I got a boner and I kind of want to read." So, when I finally turned age, I went to 20. I went there and I met a lot of women bar hopping in Thousand Oaks named Ahava. You know, it seemed like a very common Jewish name. But I think a lot of them were related because their last name was boyfriend. Ahava boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it reminded me when I went to Manila, Philippines, you know, there's, I remember me going to this area called Makati, uh, meeting women named Ivana. And I think they were related too, because all their last names were green card, Ivana green card. <laughs> um, and I remember one time when I kind of called out one for one green card with me, she kind of chased me down the street. It was kind of funny. And then her penis popped out. Then it was hilarious. <laughs> um... Uh, but let's see. Something other new shit here that I have. Okay, so uh, one of my best friends is a uh, girl named Melanie. I've known her for like fifteen years, and uh, you know, I talked to her about my relationship problems, and she kind of gave me some good insight. Like she has basically gave me an insight that Phil, you have to think of dating and men. And women think of men kind of like condiments. Sometimes women want ketchup. Sometimes women want soy sauce. And I asked her, "What am I?" Well, Phil, you're you're mustard. You're the condiment that everyone sees, but no one picks up first. (laughs) Um, Anyone here uh, been following Britney Spears recently? Anyone here follow her Instagram by any chance? Well, if you guys don't know, she's actually been posting a lot of naked pictures of herself on her Instagram. You know, she's finally liberated from the shackles of being under the control of her father. And you know what? Good for her. Good for her. Um, What makes me upset is where, like, Britney... Where were these fucking pictures when I needed them 15 years ago? <laughs> you know how you know how much mental capacity and computing power it took for me to imagine you and Christina Aguilera in a threesome when I was 15 years old? You know, with all that computing power, I could have sent a fucking rocket ship to the Mars. That's all I got, guys. Thanks a lot.
0: Philip Fabian, everyone. Okay. Yeah, I have cookies. There's cookies up there on the thing. Um, one of the cookies is called a Tim Tam, and it has caramel in it, and the other is just like a little like a little cigar thing, but it's not. It's a cookie. And there's no weed in them. Okay, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dash Renault. Yay!
5: Hey, folks. So uh, the first episode of The Rings of Power came out last night. Everyone see it already? Yeah, for a couple folks, I'm haven't. I'm not gonna give anything away, just gonna let you know. It's another win for Team Diversity. Diversity Police got them real good this time. As you can see, I'm, I'm a little irritated, but not for the reason that you think, that's not it at all. I'm irritated because back in 2008, for some of you were born, I'm looking at you, Ian. Oh back in, <laughs> back in 2008, I was super, super amped about the prospect of like a hip hop fantasy franchise you know? Lil Wayne had already rapped about goblins, so he's perfectly set up to be like a goblin king and then opposite him you've got like a 50 cent Faramir, you know coupled with like Snoop playing Legolas it would have been amazing and I was proposing this to everyone, people were laughing in my face and not in a good way. People who love both of these universes independently thought that was just terribly stupid and yet look where we are now and the thing that gets me is that this whole diversity by giving all of these black actors secondary roles in these franchises seems like the worst possible way to go about this right it's like here we've got a fantasy world and yet you know minorities are still getting jilted doesn't make sense just last week the fucking king of westeros was like all right y'all i just want to say i'm really grateful that you're all down with the prospect of me marrying this 12 year old but um I'm gonna marry the white 15-year-old instead. That's what I'm, that's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna... It's terrible, like, fuck that, right? Like, this is not the example we wanna be setting. And I get it, you know, when it comes to inserting, you know, new talent into these franchises, I totally understand and appreciate the value of getting black actors on screen and showcasing more black talent. But why not just have them play white characters? You know? Because it's not like blackface. No one's going to be pissed off if there's a black actor playing a white character. No one is going to be offended by that. Like, that's fine. And the CGI these days, we can do it. Like, we'd be able to pull it off. No one would even know. And I I, I can see by the looks on your faces, you don't understand where I'm getting with this. I'm telling you my heart's in the right place on this. Because think about it. The people who did all this clearly only asked themselves the easy question, should we have diversity and representation? Of course. Yeah, of course we should. But realize, what do we know about Middle Earth and J.R.R. Tolkien's universe? By the time Bilbo and Frodo are frolicking around and shit, there are no non-white humanoids in Middle-earth, period. No non-white elves, no non-white humans, no hobbits. Not even just a little bit non-white, right? What that means is that someone there in the Amazon writing room was like, "All right, folks, you know, I think we need a little more for Sauron's character development here. I think that as soon as he dominates the realms of elves and dwarves and men, we're gonna have him go on a genocidal purge and just rid Middle-earth of all of the non-white races, you know? Yeah, it's fucked up right now, all of a sudden, whiteface isn't such a bad idea, you know? And even in these franchises where you're not messing with the paradigm by all of a sudden, like, inserting this diversity that you're then gonna have to remove. Take Wheel of Time, for instance. Anyone here fans of Wheel of Time? Great, great new show, amazing show, amazing books. But they've got this tiny little town that takes place in a pre-industrial, like, UK-esque, you know, backwater. And in this town of like 60 people, you have no less than eight distinct racial groups represented with almost no mixing. Do you know what kind of fucked up racism you would need to sustain that kind of diversity in a community with no no mobility whatsoever. A town like that should look like Puerto Rico, not a UN assembly, you know? They're they're gonna have to account for this stuff at some point. I'm excited, finally, Star Wars 2. At some point in all of these spinoffs they're doing, they're gonna have to figure out what the hell happened to the racial diversity of the galaxy between episodes three and four. Something terrible happened. (laughs) Something really bad happened. Um, All right, folks, well, it's September. You all know what that means? Means means uh, people are about to start posting on Facebook again, never forget. I don't think that's cool. I don't think that's very considerate, especially as someone p- with a predisposition to get Alzheimer's, you know. Not all of us get to choose not to forget. You know, it's not, not always a choice within our control. All right, my name is Dash, and I'm going to end it right there. Let's give it up to your host, Ms. Pam Benjamin. Yay, Dash, yay. Yay. was
0: really funny. I liked it a lot. Um, Kelly is sadly not joining us today, so we're going to move along on the list. Your next comedian, one of my favorite people in the Bay, and hosting next Wednesday, the 7th, at Punchline at 8 o'clock. Check her out. Put your hands together
3: right now for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Woo! Okay. Hello, everybody. How come? Here's a question for you: How come there's only one way to be born, but there's so many different ways to die? Huh? Have you ever thought about that? You would be born. You're born out of your mother. It's whether you're vaginally or cesarean. You're still coming out of your mother. Like, hello, good morning. How? How? There's a baby. You're born. Hi, mom. Because they don't talk much. They're just being born. That. But to die, there's many different ways to die. And you can die alone. You can die with someone else. You can die with a busload of people. <laughs> wow, that's never gotten quite that reaction before. Thank you, Colin. Yeah, you can. You can be in the bus or you can be in front of the bus. I don't know. Pick, take your pick. But you can die by by a gun, by car, plane, train. Earth, air, lack of air, water, fire, anything, you name it. But there's only one way to be born officially. But if you think about it, there are many ways to be reborn. You can be reborn by seeing a beautiful sunset or having a a child look at you and laugh. Not look at you, but laugh. That, That wouldn't be joyful. Or having a good bowel movement. Those are all being reborn moments. All right. There's something there. We'll find it. Um, A long time is relative. Have you ever think about it? A long time can be something different to different people. Like Ian, what does a long time mean to you? Couple hours. Okay. All right. How about um, you, Dash? What does a long time mean? Thirty hours. Okay. Someone else, it might be ten years. It's all relative, it depends on where you are and what the situation is. So I'm thinking it means it's relative. If your relatives, Uncle Bob and Aunt Muriel, are in the room, it's all about them. So you can say, how long did it take you? It took me an Uncle Bob. It wasn't very long, it was only Aunt Muriel. Would it be a whole new way to reference people? No, okay. That one, I don't know where that one's going, When fuck that one. <laughs> um, the first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old, and I hate that. I argue to say that old comes first before female, because we even say old lady. It's not lady old, unless it's in Spanish, and then it's senora mejor. But there's also race. At what point do you think white, before lady or after, before old or after, which Old white lady, there you go. Thank you, fuck you. <laughs> what came first, the old white lady or the chicken? And did you know that LOL also stands for a little old lady? Or in my case, a little old lesbian? <laughs> and an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. Laugh out that loud, little old lady? Why you still can? Why you still can? I'd like to live my life without fear. I will, I really would, wouldn't you? I wouldn't be afraid of being a little old lady. But until that time, I say, you know what, fear? Fuck you. Fuck you, fear, fuck you and all your extended family. Fuck you, anxiety. Fuck you, hesitation. Eat shit, procrastination. Die, embarrassment, just curl up and die. It's feelings like you that make this world a miserable, rotten place that it is. Go ahead and ask yourselves, if you weren't afraid or anxious or embarrassed to do something, you know how much you could accomplish? For instance, if I wasn't so afraid to have my head chopped off, I might still be a pastry chef. If you weren't so hesitant to wear plaid, you might find true love. My own mother was deeply, deeply embarrassed to have anyone see her drinking a cold beer on a warm night. She'd stand in the hallway and pull down all the shades and drink her beer. I told her mom, None of the neighbors cares if you have a cold beer on a warm night, especially in your own house, especially after Mrs. Teasdale rang the doorbell once too often and you shot her. Fuck you, embarrassment, have a cold one. She didn't really shoot anyone, I just like saying Mrs. Teasdale. I'm trying to think of what to end it on with the... I'll end it on that, I can't think of anything else. Thanks very much, everybody. Lauren Crowd, everyone.
0: Hey, last week you did the or last time you did the old folks home. How did they like you? They were yeah, I thought they were fun. They didn't like the Jizz jokes though. That's when I, I did a, I did a jizz joke and and one of the old ladies was like, oh no, don't go there. And I was like, oops, I'm closing on a Jizz joke. Uh-oh. Don't die. Yay, Lauren Kraut. yay. All right, your next comedian, he's tall, he's wonderful, he's super helpful and lovely. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands! Yay!
6: Thank you. If I had a nickel for every time someone introduced me as tall, I would uh, kill myself with nickels. Okay. <laughs> well, On the spot. Fucking, I'm a natural. Okay. Um... I, uh, I live in San Francisco now. I've lived here for a couple of years. I'm from the Bay, but it's my first time living in San Francisco, Very, and I, I'm getting more progressive. I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself, learning about other people that aren't like me, and I'm growing as a person, I'm growing. I'm noticing things about myself that I didn't used to do. Like I used to do this thing, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I used to, I would, if I was sitting in my car and there was a black man walking on the sidewalk, I would lock my doors. And now if I see a black man on the sidewalk, I unlock my doors, okay? I even roll down the window and I yell at him and I go, hey, buddy, get in here and hang out with me. We're friends now, okay? Sometimes I even get out of the car and I dangle the keys in front of his face and I offer him the car and he never takes it. So I'm trying my best out here. I am. I am. I also live with two lesbians. I do live with two lesbians. Thank you. (laughs) I live with two lesbians. It's cool. You know, one of them is my sister and the other one is a DVD box set of Ellen season three. But I'm going to count it. Uh, It's her best season, by the way. Check it out. It's worth the box set. I know, I do live with two lesbians. It's cool. I live with my sister and her girlfriend. It's great. We get along very well. Well, But it's interesting, like I said, I'm learning about people that aren't like me. Like, I learned this thing about lesbians, I don't know if you know this, but they're really mean to their younger brothers. They're really mean to them. And uh, I'm sensitive, and I can't take it. Especially when there's two of them, okay? If I win an argument, I'm a straight white guy, that's a microaggressive hate crime, so I just end up doing all the fucking chores in the house. It sucks, okay? Okay, bigotry, not funny. Okay, got it. Note to self. Moving on. Uh, I was buying soap the other day. <laughs> Hard pivot. Uh, I was buying soap the other day. I never. I don't understand why soap is so masculinized. Soap is a very masculinized product, and I don't really get that. Hey, if, you, if you don't believe me, go to like the soap aisle of like, a CVS or a Walgreens. It's like two completely different stories, like the men's section and the women's section. The women's section is very beautiful. The bottles are very bright. There's flowers on them. These very welcoming words like citrus or lavender. Stuff that makes you want to buy the soap. And then you look at the men's section, it feels like I'm buying a quart of Penn's oil. I don't know what's going on. Everything's in black and gray containers. I don't really know whether to put it in my car or on my body. That's my point. Also, note to self, don't put Irish Spring in your engine. It'll fuck it up. Okay, it will. Don't suggest it. Learn that the hard way. And they're all the same name. All the bottles, all the, all the soap for men, they're all the same fucking name. It's all Dove for men, Pantene for men, Suave for men, everything's for men. And I'll tell you why. It's because we're so fucking scared of using a feminine product. We need the label to reassure us. That's how stupid we are. Even though it's probably just the same shit in the bottle. We look at it and we're like, oh, there it is on the label for men. Thank you. And we fucking buy it. And these very masculine words—they don't use like citrus or lavender. They use shit like polyethylene glycerol. Jägermeister, the blood of a tiger. And men are like, "Yeah, I'll fucking put that shit on me." You know what? You guys aren't laughing now, but fucking go to a goddamn CVS. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're you're gonna forget about me. And everything I've said, but you're going to go to that goddamn soap aisle and you're going to look and you'll be like, that motherfucking twink, he had a point, okay? How much time am I doing, Pam? What am I at now?
0: You, you have a minute and 30 left. One okay, minute, well, you know seconds. what? I'm
6: just going to give it back Remaining. to the room. I'm just, I'm oh, just going to. No, I'm gonna and on it.
0: the Martha Stewart joke. Oh, I'm love. not
6: doing the Martha. That's, that's going to be. Please. No, I know. I don't like that joke anymore.
0: Why? I'm quitting
6: comedy. Bye, everybody.
0: Hey, Ian Langley. Giving his time back to the room. I love that Martha Stewart joke. I think it's hilarious. I also like that, I also like that soap joke. That's nice. He's so fresh and so clean. All right, so is your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Brady Pearson,
7: yay!
8: Hey, how y'all doing, Mutiny Radio? So I just turned 52, yesterday was my birthday. Very exciting, I realize I've been around the planet a little, a few times. No, that's okay, I mean, please continue. Um, it made me think about some different questions about thinking of it like, so how old were you when you lost your virginity? 47. Do you remember? Okay, so you were, you lost it. Did you ever find it? It just fascinates me. Like, now in 1952, it's like, you, you are, you, everybody remembers exactly where they were when they lost their virginity, right? So has everyone ever lost their virginity then? Am I right? Do you see what I'm asking here? Is there a better term for it? Because, I mean, we didn't lose it. We gave it up. We sold it. We shot it out, it was taken, right? Well, I mean, I know you're looking at you, you got excited by that, like, oh my God, he just took my virginity. <laughs> just took it, just took it. See, I just don't you know, like, I, there's gotta be a better term for that than we lost our virginity, right? I mean, these are we're working on new jokes here, people. We're doing our best, but it's also very exciting. Just like I said, you know, Pam, it's good to be back. It's good, I'm glad to have you home. It's been really amazing getting older and thinking like, oh my gosh, I've been around a long time. Been around long enough to outlive Roe v. Wade. I know, I I didn't think about that, right? But speaking of that, is anyone concerned about that? A Roe v. Wade thing? And gentlemen, I want you to know that I've been trying to think of ways that we can come together to help women and that I want you to know that I will help you share the load. We can just come to, anyway. See, so, the men are like, "No, we don't want, we want one of the we don't want the homosexual over here." Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Oh, that's right. That's right. How are you doing with that whole breakup thing? How's it going? Is is it all like it is on Netflix? You haven't seen that show yet. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, um, yes, I'm really excited about this whole, the whole new change in this country, welcoming our new white fascist overlords. And what really I didn't expect though was like, I knew Trump was going to get caught for something. I thought it was going to be like, you know, incitement or whatever, but this has been the most amazing thing that it was actually, it's kind of like this new science fiction movie, the fall of Trump, revenge of the librarians. Right? I mean, it's they couldn't get him on obvious shit like that. They couldn't get him on incitement. They couldn't get him on anything else. But it was the librarians who were like, bitch, your library card is overdue. We're going to fucking come for your ass. It's amazing. Let's see what else I want to talk about tonight. Well, one more thing because I'm just a little, I'm going to, I feel so close to you all tonight. So I'm going to give you one little thing. And then I'm going to head out and suck some dick later tonight. So thank you so much because it's my birthday. And this is for you, my friend, Colin. Your son'll come out tomorrow Bet'll be a bottom and he'll swallow uh-huh. All my cum He'll be gay and he won't be lonely I'll jizz on his chin, he'll <laughs> grin and say Tomorrow, tomorrow I'll bottom Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Brady.
0: Yay, yay, Brady, yay, yay, and then yay. The song, Stylings and Cocksuckings, that was lovely, (laughs) of Brady Pearson. Oh, and Brady, you were right. I looked through the thing, and you were right. And I did somehow, you fell in a crack. So I'll add you to shows in the festival. So I'm sorry that I dropped you and through the cracks. But yay! Was coward, was- everything was great. No, you did everything right. I'm the one that, just, I don't know how that happened, is, you know. So apologies all around. Yay! That was Brady Pearson. Yay! Look, I lifted the veil there. That was weird. You are next, comedian. I'm so excited that she's here. She's also in the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up in October. Clap your hands together for Sarah Guth. Yay! Um,
9: I'm I'm not sure if I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you guys didn't make this look that fun. Took a COVID test before this. Was hoping I'd test positive, but I'm negative. <laughs> Don't have an excuse to knock her out tonight. Um. OK, what am I going to talk about? Oh, it's a three-day weekend. It's a holiday. Yeah. Labor Day. Weird holiday, right? Not as weird as the 4th of July, though, right? The 4th of July. Why do we celebrate the 4th of July with fireworks? Seriously, whose idea was it to be like, I know how we can celebrate our country's independence, traumatizing those veterans who fought for it? I So I've been doing that at shows now. I swear to god every other time someone in the audience is like, don't forget about the dogs. <laughs> like, yeah, forget those Vietnam vets. The real victim here is your golden doodle. Come on, San Francisco. I know I shouldn't judge though. I know a lot of couples treat their dog like their kid. Really sucks for the real kid. <laughs> I'm jealous. I just, want, I just want someone to love me like a millennial loves their dog. Like, is that? Too true. That's the problem with that. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work. Um, okay, I know I know I looked like I peaked in high school. <laughs> Wasn't sure if that was gonna happen, but apparently it's true. No, I mean, maybe technically it's true. I if you can call a molehill a peak, I don't know. I was I was super uncool in high school, and and sometimes that surprises people. They're like, Oh, you look like you must have been popular. I'm like, you're making it worse, just implying that like I had all the materials to be cool, but, like, they were shoving me in lockers because of my personality, like, that's, okay. Um, I did spend a lot of high school trying to not quite fit in because that wasn't attainable, just, like, trying to be normal. And uh, I uh, will never forget freshman year, math class, first day, we're all going around introducing ourselves. I'm like, okay, this is easy. Just, like, say, like, my name is, like, not a big deal. Just do what they're doing, right? The girl in front of me goes, my name is Alex. I'm like, okay, just do the same thing. And I go... My name is Alex, and it was too late. I had fucked up. I was just Alex for the rest of, of the year in math class. Not a bad name, um, okay. I think Okay. I think the problem was I didn't have a lot of self-confidence growing up, and I obviously, I still struggle a lot with self-confidence, but not as much, I think, because like, sometimes I'll think I suck as like a person, but then I'll see someone talking on speakerphone in public, and I'm like, eh, maybe I'm not so bad. <laughs> Like, it could be worse. (laughs) Uh, I do have a lot of anxiety still, though. Uh, True story, last weekend, came up from a show and I was hungry. So I microwaved some chicken nuggets, Uh, took a bite, and I was like, ooh, yeah, these were supposed to be baked. Like, this is 100% raw. (laughs) I am waking up with food poisoning tomorrow. Uh, And then I didn't. I was totally fine. I was like, holy shit, something must really be wrong with me. I can just, like, eat raw meat and not get sick. Like, my body is way more fucked up than I thought it was. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> um, how much time do I have? Did the horn go off yet? I'm, I'm giving people five tonight, so oh, you still, got, okay. uh, still okay. got a minute,
0: 30 seconds. Let's
9: talk more about veterans. I know you all wanted to hear more about my thoughts about veterans then. Um <laughs> No, I do feel like, okay, so Labor Day, everything is a day, right? Now, like, we have Pancake's Day, Mother's Day, Girlfriend's Day, everything. I do feel like veterans got the short end of the stick, though, with their day, right? Because, like, Veterans Day is just, like, a bunch of, like, war reenactments. You turn on the TV, there's war movies, guns, bombs, blood. I'm like, since when do veterans love nostalgia? (laughs) No, I just I feel like it's like if on Mother's Day instead of having gifts and flowers we had like graphic images of childbirth. I'm pretty sure that's like not what they want to see. We're not trying to like we're like trying to thank them for their service, not recreate it. Okay, I don't know. I'm something something there. People don't like PTSD jokes. You know, it's it's a tough it's a tough topic to broach. I think I'm gonna give my time back to the room. Glad Pam's back. Um, and I'm gonna keep this mic stand super tall for the next person. Yeah. Sarah goes everyone. Are you still running Blind
0: Tiger third Thursdays of the month? Yeah, Fuck yeah. Yes, those are cookies, those are Tim Tams. Yeah, and the other ones are like weird little scar cookies. Um of course. I the cookies, everyone should it. and there's no weed in them, don't worry. Usually there are is. Hi hey, oh Brian's here. I didn't know you were here. that's so nice. um you, well, we can go backwards or forwards. Do you want to wait a second or have you been here? Oh you've been I just didn't see you. Well then you're next. I'm th- fantastic. Hey everybody. I laughed at his jokes real hard last night. Put your hands together for Brian John. yay <laughs>
10: You guys remember the song uh, "WAP," a wet ass pussy song. Woo! So in that song, Megan the Stallion says, "I can make you bust before I even meet you," and I've been thinking, like, I, what a curse. Like, I feel I feel bad for her, you know. Like, she's having sex with her boyfriend, and she's like, "Damn it, did you come already?" And he's like, "Yeah, sorry, I came a long time ago, back in 2007." No, yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's like some fucked up, you know, princess curse in a fairy tale. Like all the Prince Charmings, you know, blow their load before they even meet the princess. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for your feedback on that one. Uh, Has anyone tried the Citizen app? Do you know the Citizen app? All right, well, this joke's not going to work. Uh, <laughs> but basically it, shows you all the crime in your neighborhood going on around you um but when i first saw it i, thought I was a citizen you know i, I try to be a good upstanding citizen so i downloaded the app but it turns out it's you know less about being a good citizen and more about people getting stabbed on the street so naturally i went looking for the senior citizen app just kidding i actually don't have anything against old people i I have very fond memories of being a young boy running the train with grandpa. Uh. <laughs> yeah, with, we'd, we'd run the train. Uh, it Take a little while to set up, grandma's pretty old. Um, <laughs> we'd run that train, um, build a whole little town of people Well, it it wasn't an actual train. It was a human train. <laughs> it's a joke. You know, it's it's you're supposed to think it's not an actual train. Or no, you're supposed to think it is an actual train. I don't never mind. Okay. This is going well, uh and some of you've heard this story before, but I've been just feeling just out of it lately. I've been pretty checked out at work. So um, i just been like fucking around. I asked my boss for a month off to get circumcised. I asked for a ton of time off just because I wanted to make him have to like get on and research what a reasonable amount of time is to take off for an adult getting circumcised. Um, yeah, so he came back at me and, and he offered me, he's like, how about you take a week instead? I told him, well, it's not enough. A week might be enough for what you're packing, but I need at least a month, if not several months. Because last time, when I took time off to get circumcised, you might remember, the circumcision didn't set properly. It didn't take, you know. The foreskin has just grown back bigger and fuller due to your negligence. Cut the crap, Rob. Rob. So I can cut off my foreskin. I like when jokes like get nods. Like, I understood that that pun. I'm not going to laugh. I will acknowledge its existence. However, that's all I ask for my jokes, and even just, you know, as a human, <laughs> N- nod at my pun and then yeah, then walk out. But at least I've been. Oh, you're just throwing stuff away. Okay. Cool. But um, my boss didn't give me a month off. He's like, I don't know, man, you're going to have to email HR. So I emailed HR and I wrote, uh, dear HR, I just wanted to reach out regarding my circumcision leave. I've requested a month off to recover and to ensure the circumcision sets properly. Unlike last time, you may remember. So I'm really HR, I need you to help me cut through the red tape so I can cut off... A fucking little thing that haunts me on the tip of my dick called my foreskin. And uh, HR granted my request. And so I immediately submitted another request for the following month for foreskin to get another month off for foreskin reconstruction surgery. I yield to the room.
0: <laughs> Brian, John, everyone circumcision, his choice, his decision. Yeah, I'm down. Hey, it's, it's fun to have a little, you know, something, something down there. I mean, okay. I'm really high back here. Uh, Your next comedian, how exciting that he's here. Uh put your hands together. For Colin Braun, yay.
11: I asked my boss for leave so I could take my daughter to get circumcised. <laughs> Ah, uh, ah. Uh. It's not funny if the victim is female. Um. I know I'm dressed like I came here straight from work, but I, I actually came gay from home. Because I had the day off today. Um, I work in construction, and all the unions, uh, we get, they get a four-day weekend on Labor Day, because they used to get a three-day weekend when no one else did, and it was special. Then everyone else started getting Labor Day off, and then the unions didn't feel special. So they started taking off the Friday before, and now they don't have to sit in traffic, like you fucks. Um, sometimes in construction, I'll feel uh, that I'm too gay, and then other times I'll just be driving through San Francisco, and uh, I'm not very gay at all by comparison. All right, stupid, dumb, dumb. I, I I may not be very gay in the way that I you know talk or dress or carry myself, but I am in terms of raw numbers. Pam gets it. I'm just going to perform straight to Pam. You know, uh, my friend said recently, Colin, you really shouldn't have so much anonymous sex. I said, I know. Um, but someone, I'll try that again. So, Colin, you shouldn't have so much anonymous sex. I said, I know. I shouldn't but people keep offering it. And that's very flattering for someone to come up to you and say, hello, I'd like to hold you down nude in a bedroom. (laughs) Thank you. And I am a sucker for compliments. Um, I would betray my country if the right guy said I have nice hair. Turning this way was the right decision. Um, I'm working on a character. He's the gay serial killer. This is the gay serial killer. Oh, my God. You have amazing skin. Um, I recently got a motorcycle, and I learned in the motorcycle class that one-third of motorcycle fatalities involve alcohol or drugs, which is a terrifying statistic not as terrifying as the corollary statistic which is that two-thirds of motorcycle fatalities involve sobriety don't not drink and ride is the lesson Um, it's a dumb joke I should stop telling it nine out of ten people hate statistics But I took the motorcycle class it had the online module which was one of those state mandated training videos which all have the same tone. And that tone is nothing compares to the fun, freedom, and adrenaline rush of arriving safely at your destination. So there was that. And then I did a few um, a few practical ones out at a big parking lot with some instructors. It was very helpful. The instructors were fantastic. I really liked the instructor. He said, I did a good job, um, but I need to keep my shoulders A bit lower, and I need to turn my head more in the curves, and I need to stop saying thank you, daddy, when he gives me feedback. Stupid, dumb. Um, I did get a motorcycle because I'm getting divorced, and I'm just handling it so super well. Um, But I've traded in my ex husband for a motorcycle. Both would destroy me, Um, but at least I do get to ride the motorcycle periodically. And uh, it will actually take me somewhere on a Friday night. (sighs) Dumb, stupid. Let's see. Um. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, I didn't take Adderall today. Um, I was asked recently, three words that I would use to describe myself very, very subtle. If I'm not a hack yet, I'm getting there. I'm, you know, hack comedy. Damn it, stupid. Fuck. One third of motorcycle fit. Oh. <laughs> uh Well, that's um. That's all I have for you today. Thank you all so much for your time and your attention, and if you or someone that you know has been negatively impacted by um, a motorcycle, I'm sorry to hear that uh, they were so cool. Thank you and good night.
0: Yay, Colin Braun, hooray. Cookies. All right. Uh, your next comedian, he's been all patient and I'm glad he's here. Put your hands together. For Hunaid. Ja- to, sorry, I I can't see. I'm so blind and old. Yay!
12: We're almost there. It's we can just say Hunaid. My name is Hunaid. Uh, my white name is Nate, so you can just use that. <laughs> so I've started getting into astrology recently. It's meant for people like me who think the concept of God is too unrealistic and real science is too complicated. And I didn't realize how useful it was going to be until I got into an argument with my girlfriend and we got into a fight, a really stupid fight that should not have even started because it could have been solved if she had just taken antibiotics, but it started getting really heated and I felt like I was losing. So I just threw out, is this your Aries moon coming out? And that and the look on her face could only be described as disbelief That I knew what that was and that I had turned it on her But I knew that real face. It was enlightenment um, I was watching a fight recently and I realized that fight coaches would probably make really good couples therapists if you've ever watched a fight Just listen to the corner talk. It has a lot of great relationship gems, like respect your opponent. That's a solid tip. You should respect your partner because if you don't like a relationship, it might not last very long. The other one was if things aren't going your way, go for the body. Another solid tip. If things aren't working out, go to the body. And then I think my favorite one was you just need a good three minutes and that's that's real aspirational right there. That's the ambition I don't have in my real life. Just need a good three minutes. Um, my dad has always been religious and the worst part about having religious parents is the terrible life advice they give. Like if I go to him with a problem, his answer always on this is always something like just ask God for help. And I say, dad, if I wanted to talk to the clouds, I'll just talk to Google. Because at least Google doesn't judge me when I come to it drunk and desperate. I can't talk to God during demon time. He doesn't want to listen to me. Um, And I'm jealous that Catholics and Christians get to throw up a gang sign when they pray, but then Muslims have to do a full CrossFit routine to get God to forgive me. And... (laughs) Um, But my dad lived a cool life. As a young man, he was part of a fundamentalist group and moved to London to spread jihad. And I know some of you guys tensed up right there, but don't worry, he's not here anymore. He's with 72 virgins. He's teaching engineering at Berkeley. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but he was essentially a Muslim missionary, which fun fact is the only halal sex position. Cowgirl is strictly forbidden because women aren't allowed to drive. (laughs) (laughs) But he lands in London and then in a couple days he calls his boss and he's like, I gotta get out of here. I'm moving moving in with my brother in California. And his boss says, brother, we need you to stay there in jihad. And my dad responded, it's too cold to jihad here. And that's how we ended up in California. Because my dad's a pussy. Um, um, 50% of the brown population at my work, which if you're struggling with the math, that means there's two of us because our CEO decided that you can't get one brown person. They needed to come in pairs. Otherwise, they get lonely, and four is too many. Um, and our work recently started a new D&I, D-E-N-I initiative, which if you don't know, is where a bunch of executives get in a room and they talk about how to make the workplace more diverse without actually doing anything. (laughs) And I attended one of these meetings and the meeting started off with, hey, we're all gonna go around and say something that we did to fight racism in our lives. And some of them are just ridiculous. One girl was like, I fight racism daily, I'm European and we get a lot of prejudice. And I was just like, that's not the same. That's like KFC calling salt one of its herbs and spices it's it's not a real thing but it gets to me and i say i've been fighting racism for over 15 years i've only dated white women not because i wanted to but because i had to because racist relatives love me and that's how you change that changes the way you date because i don't want to hang out with you if you're alone at home superman doesn't hang out with lewis unless she's in trouble so I only show up on Thanksgiving when your racist uncle is there. And my girlfriend doesn't understand this. She goes, why are you still on the dating apps? And I was just like, I'm still fighting racism. It never ends. All right. Thank you.
3: Nature
0: That was lovely. Where'd you come from? Are you like a comedian from out of town? You're just a guy who just writes jokes and just never seen you before. Well, fucking cool, bro. Okay, I'm sorry. I I mean, I've been out of town for a month, so I'm like, I don't know who I am. All right, that was lovely. That was funny. Uh, your next comedian, everybody clap your hands together. He's in so many roast battles and he slays people. Put your hands together for Trevor Dillon. Yay!
13: Thank you. Um, I'm going to start by saying I really hate social media, it's the worst. I was on TikTok, which by the way is only popular because Gen Z cancelled reading. I I was on TikTok swiping through and I get to a video of Miley Cyrus singing, which by the way, phenomenal. I swipe to the next one, it's a video of a woman shaving her pussy on a subway. First of all, technique was terrible. No shaving cream. And, like, my friends are like, Trevor, don't make fun of her. That could be any of us. Okay. No one with any sense of decency is leaving their pubic hair on public transit. Okay? It's not like, babe, you're never going to guess what I left on the trolley. My muff. Um... No, like, I just want to know where she's going that that can't wait till she gets home. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, I'm late for Soul Cycle. I don't want to get to get tangled. Um, no. I guarantee it's, I'm horny and I need a baby because I need the child support. But it only lasts an hour, the ovulation. That's what my teacher told me. He was trying to fuck me. All right, next joke. Um... Gay culture really sucks, you guys. It's the worst. And no other, like, we talk to each other so horribly. Like, we are atrocious to each other. Okay? This guy came up to me. I have no idea who it is. I was at a bar. He goes, mm, you're wearing Michael Corns, That's tacky. Okay, first of all, he clearly has no idea what it's like to have money. And, like, in no other social circle can you get away with talking to people like that. You know, like, if a straight man ever said something like that to another straight man, they would get beat up, okay? Like, it's not like, yo, your girlfriend looks like a whore. No, that's not how it would work. Uh, And I think worst of all are the body standards. Like, if you're fat as a gay guy, that's like being the ugly girl at an orgy. Just no one, no one's interested. And, like, every once in a while, I get, like, a little bit of, like, a glimmer of hope, and you know, like I saw on Instagram the other day, this guy posted and he's like, this guy, he's like healthy weight fit. Um, and he's like, yeah, I just started eating better. And I'm like, OK, that's like attainable. I can I can get to like where he is. Turns out that's his before picture. And I'm like, what a fucking traitor. And my friends are like, Trevor, you should just like get a gym membership and go work out. OK, no, thank you. I'm not spending money every month to feel pain. I already do that. It's called dating apps. And, like, I don't want to sound like a snob or anything, but I do have Hinge Preferred. And one of the benefits of that app is that it recommends people for you to date. It goes, but the problem is they keep getting uglier. It goes, we think you're a great fit for Devin. The hell I am, you shady bitch. God damn it! Because like when I say like I want to feel better about my body, I definitely don't mean tell me that I'm a catch for ugly people. Definitely, what I don't mean. <laughs> I uh, the one time I dated a guy, and I mean the only time I dated a guy, we got to the point where like we were t- started talking about like our families and our backgrounds, and he's like, "When I was younger, my family would go get food." To the homeless minorities for the holidays. And I was like, well, you know, my family, like, we did something different. You know, like, my family is a bunch of hillbillies. So they went around and told the minorities to learn English. <sighs> I'm not like them. Like, my my family is, like, is a bunch of Trump supporters. But, like, I have a conscience and I'm not blinded by the white. And so, but like, I can't get away from it. You know, like growing up, I worked, I my first job was at Kohl's, which if you don't know what that store is, it's basically just a great place for poor people to not be naked. And, um, all right, I have a minute left. That's great. Um, what else do I want to talk about and run through? Um, Got to be really careful what we say now. When I'm up here as, as comedians, you know, Like, people used to be able to say the word retarded, now we have to say anti-vaxxer. People are so dumb. I was talking to this lady, she's like, "Mm, I'm not getting that vaccine, I don't trust what's in it. It's not going in my body. I'm like, bitch, your husband is right here. You clearly don't care what goes in your body. All right, I'm gonna cede my time back to the room.
14: me.
0: Yay! Trevor Dillon, yay! See him at a rose battle in L.A. soon. I don't know, you're always down there. It's like amazing. I'm like, I like it. I like it on Facebook. Your next comedian, she's so lovely. I finally learned how to pronounce her name. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kavi to sing! Yay! I'm in
9: the
0: fumble.
15: dad is obsessed with arranging my sibling's marriage including myself and my brother's well that was my choice he arranged my brother's marriage my brother was just like women these days just like don't want to date me Like, yeah it's you know it's really hard when you don't have a job um and i don't know my brother's a little bit of a mess he's unemployed and he's living at home and You know, now he's getting married to this woman who was living in India. So watching their wedding was like seeing a movie, you know? Tears streaming down her eyes uh, before she boarded the Titanic, you know? (laughs) And I'm not against arranged marriages. I just think that like a lot of times brown parents will push their sons into it uh, so that they'll get their shit together, which feels kind of counterintuitive. You know, it's like, look! That man is drowning. Quick, toss him away. (laughs) Then you just have, you know, a drowned woman and a husband who's barely afloat. You know, maybe a baby. Um, My my mom, my mom, uh, I I told my mom, I was like, mom, I don't want you arranging my marriage. And she was like, what? You think I can't find someone good for you? You can't even find someone good for yourself. We see dad, you know, my dad, my dad is a mess, okay? My dad is such a mess. He got into a fight with my mom and she was ignoring him for two weeks and he was like, COVID, the things are getting serious. I think I'm gonna have to learn how to make lunch. It's like, what a nice life that you've had, you know? Oh, I forgot this line. Oh, because I was talking about my sister-in-law and I one of my... T- Please forget to do that. Alright, I'll, I'll next time I'll get it. Actually, no, maybe I'll just say it. Okay, so my my sister-in-law, uh you know, she's not just like living in a in a family harem. You know, she she moved here, she wanted to work on her English, she got a job at Macy's, uh, so now she's doing better than my brother. All right, it would have been funnier if it was like in line with everything. Um, okay. I, I was in a sorority for one year. Okay. This is embarrassing. One year, one year. Okay. You know, that thing that you do when you have no personality, so you buy your friends. Yeah, I, I did that. I did that. No! But I, you know, I, I, re- I realized that I didn't, you know, I, I left cause I realized I didn't need to pay $600 to hate everyone around me. Um, that's for free. Uh, and The thing that really did it, though, was our leadership had this sexual assault awareness campaign where we would take posters and put them around the campus, and the tagline would be, consent is sexy, because, like, consent's not mandatory. You know, like, it's, it's as if a frat boy would, like, approach the sign and be like, what? Well, before, like, I never asked for consent, but now that it's sexy, you know, like, like, leadership goes to the board and they're like, look, we decreased rape by 2%. Guys just realized that they could get in quicker and faster if they asked. <laughs> okay, have? Okay, I will just say this. Uh... I think women, we love complaining about how our boyfriends are so horny. We're like, oh my God, he's so horny, he's so annoying, he's so annoying. Yeah. But like, I just feel like the moment that they aren't horny, I'm gonna be even more pissed. Cause like, why? You know, like I'd approach him, be like, hey, you wanna get cheeky? And he'd just be like, No, I, I think I'm good. What happened? You you bored, you're tired, you don't want this anymore, you're watching too much porn? I'll find something for that. Okay.
16: Bye, Freddy, me Coffee to sing,
0: everyone. Eat some cookies. Eat the cookies. The Tim Tams are the ones with the caramel in them. And then the other one are the weird little cigarette ones. And take one of each. There's no weed in them. Don't worry. They're just cookies. Just cookie. No, yeah, no, no nuts. Not today. Are your friends here yet, Eric? That's okay. No, no, no. I'll I'll do a little time. We'll still wait for your friends. We can make it work. All right. Uh, Clap for me. Yay. Hi, hi, people with souls. That's so nice. You're like real people. And you're like, you're not do you actually want to sign up? Are you people that are like, there, no, you're just you're here. Oh my god. That's so exciting. Okay, super cool That's really neat So, um, oh my god, I just came back from Greece. Yay oh, It's such a beautiful country amazing gorgeous incredible people like So I think I'm a San Francisco six Can we like agree there is that like fair So I think I'm a San Francisco 6, but I am a Greek island 4. Like, barely. I'm barely a 4 on Greek islands. But funny enough, I'm an Albanian (laughs) 10. Like, how is that? I was almost, like, sold off the island of Skopelos and sex trafficked by a gang of 26-year-old Albanians. Like, they were... There were so many Albanians. They're not part of the EU. I know. You can't find it on a map. I know. It's like, who are they? Where are they? They were hungry. They were thirsty. They were hungry and thirsty for my 47 year old ass. It was amazing. Uh, They must have been drinking seawater because they were crazy. They'd lost their minds. Or all Albanian women are dead. And that's what I thought was the problem. So this one Albanian was texting me on a Google thing and it was like I was writing in English and he was it was throwing up in Albanian and I had sausage fingers. And I actually he's like, Are you sexually adventurous? And I wrote back, I'm a comedian from San Francisco and I'm looking for material and then he showed it to his friends he's like ah and then I said the thing I was like why are you talking to me you're 26 and darling and and I was like are all your women dead and he was like ah and he wrote back Albanian women are very strong and married <laughs> it's like, I'm an Albanian town anyway they were they were lovely can you point to Albania on a map yeah, you can't, you know, okay. That's a crazy place. They're lovely people. Uh, I the 26 year olds, I'm so jealous of them. I'm like angry and jealous uh, because they get to be non-binary. This was not a thing when I was little. Like, yeah, I wanna be non-binary. I never wanna shave or wear a bra again, but I'm like a flappy-titted fucking lazy poser. But no, they're non-binary in there. Oh, pansexual. And I was just in Greece. And pan means all or everything. So they're everything sexual. And back in my day, we used to call that greedy. (laughs) Greedy little fucks. I want to be non-binary. I was the OGNB. Uh, When I was 10, my first sex dream, I had a dick And I was fucking myself. (laughs) You can't get much more non-binary than that. It's like the, it's, it's, wow. Riddle me that, Freud. My second non-binary moment, I was 11. It was 1985. And I was a mediocre girl ballerina. And the boys in the class were terrible. They had sickled feet and they couldn't do a clean double turn. And, right? It was awful. And I was like, I asked the teacher, I said, Hey, let me be a boy. You're constantly saying I'm fat. Like, let, let me lift the girls. And, um, cause during the recitals, they'd get these 26 year old men to like lift 11 year old girls. Like that's not creepy. And so I said, let me be a boy. Let me be a boy. And the, and where the tights? And the, and the teacher said, no. <laughs> so my non-binary dreams were thwarted from a young age, but Yay for the new 26 year olds, these little greedy fucks. Yay. How exciting for them. They like e-technology and they don't know about world geography and they can't read cursive. (laughs) I hate them. I mean, I love, I wanna be them. I'm angry. Okay, Um, we're gonna keep this show going. I'm really excited, yay. Um, Your next comedian, it's gonna be Eric and then do you remember Eric Berry from back in the day? Your next comedian, he was just doing a world motherfucking tour of his show called American Sex Brain. Yeah, you were in Portugal and Germany and Amsterdam. Like I was watching him on the thing, American Sex Brain. And the picture was so cute. He was like all crawling up to the front, it was great. And he's here in town, this is amazing. Put your hands together, everybody. It's very exciting to have him here. Everybody, it's Eric Berry, Yeah.
17: Yes, keep it going for Pam, everybody. Oh, my God. I actually, i this is true. I lived in Albania for a little bit. Um, and the thing is, like, they're very traditional there uh, in Albania. So if a guy, for instance, like the men and women sit at separate tables. And if you're a guy and you want to get a woman's attention, you look at her. And if she looks back at you, that means that she's agreed to marry you. And if she doesn't, um, you tie stones to their feet and throw them into the sea and so that's explains a little bit pam (laughs) about the hierarchy there of uh yeah i love i fucking i love this show i love this concept it's like uh what if we could guarantee you a spot where you could bomb but then also we put it on the internet for all time to be i actually this is one of the first places i performed literally yeah this is true 12 years ago 12 years ago. And it's so cool, uh, you know, Pam has taken over the station. It's so cool to see just how far this place has fallen since Pam has... I'm joking. Give it up for Pam. I fucking love Pam. Oh, my God. Um, You guys, I have not had a drop of alcohol in four months. Yes! is something I could have said four months ago. Uh, Since then, it's just been a whirlwind of booze and cocaine and... uh, Yeah, every year I go sober for as long as I can. This year was particularly rough, so January 1st, I go sober. Uh, I actually went through withdrawals this year, like I started getting uh, the shakes, and I had not gone through withdrawals that badly since I was uh, a baby, Um, because my mom used to, she used to put um, whiskey on her nipples. Yeah, whiskey nipples. That was her nickname. Not with me, but with the other kids at the daycare. I thought, wait a minute, how do they know I don't know. Mom was a giver. What can I say? But I was I was uh, worried um, that I'm an alcoholic because now I have to be drunk every time I want to suck on my mom's tits. And yeah, it's it's hard being uh, sober as a as a dude. Because like as a dude, you know, if you're interested in ladies, you're like, oh, do you want to go get a drink? You know, we treat sober people so much worse than we treat people who drink. Like we judge the guy who's standing up straight, sober at the bar, ordering a juice more than we judge the guy who's, like, falling over on the ground complaining about the Jews, you know? And, like, so, like, I'll go out to a, a, a bar, right, when I'm not drinking, and I'll order a, a cranberry juice to help with the UTIs, and then, like, uh, a, a, woman, a woman will come over and she'll talk to me, and as soon as she finds out that, um, that... <laughs> I just realized the logic flaw in this joke, that a woman would come over and talk to me. But anyway, um, but uh as soon as she comes, o- comes over and, and talks to me... um. Uh, And she finds out I'm not drinking. She either thinks that I'm either, one, an alcoholic or, two, that creepy sober guy who goes to bars to hit on drunk girls. And uh, when she finds out I'm both, I'm no better off, you know? And, like, it used to be that uh, she'd come back and I'd, you know, blame not getting an erection on the whiskey. And now I have to be like, it's not me. It's you. You know? The, uh, uh, it was Father's Day here, right? Is that right? I've been living in Europe. It was Father's Day here a couple months ago? Yeah. I, I don't know, fucking, I've only been back a week. Um, I, uh, I got my dad, I have a complicated relation with my dad. I got my dad like this really nice uh, framed photo for Father's Day of just me. And I sent it to him and uh, he, he messaged me. He's like, Eric, why am I not in the picture? And I was like, dad, I've been asking that my whole life. You know? Cool. Where am I depressed people at? Yeah? All right. Yeah, we're all here. Um, You know you're depressed when you're lying in bed in the afternoon and you reach for that bottle of beer next to the bed and you have to make sure that it's beer in that bottle and not the bottle you've been using as a toilet for the last three days? You're like, is this piss or Keystone Light? It's hard to tell the difference, you know. And that's when I decide to take a bath with the toaster that's really the saddest way to find out that your toaster doesn't work, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I had a pregnancy scare recently. I uh, I accidentally clicked on the prego section of Pornhub. I was like, ugh. The miracle of life is disgusting. <laughs> but I only practice safe sex now, uh, which is why I only have anal sex with women. And people will be like, Eric, but you can still get STIs that way. And the thing is, you can't get an STI if you already have that STI, you know? And I call that the loophole. I uh, realized recently that uh, I'm racist. Yeah. Because of my porn selection. Like, my porn is white, white, white. Like, my porn is like a Mormon eating a mayonnaise sandwich in Utah. White. Um, The thing is, like, I have to identify with the male performer. And if they're of a different race than me, it kind of takes me out of the moment. Like, I can't suspend my disbelief. But everything else about the porn scenario is fine. I'm like, yeah, I guess I could see myself ending up in the hospital because I injured myself in the Bukaki Olympics. The nurse walks through the door. She's wearing a mask. For some reason, she has to take a sperm sample. She has to use her mouth to do it. I guess so I don't re-injure my elbow. I don't know. She takes off her mask. It's my stepmom. I look down. I have a nine-inch cock. But me as a black guy, no way, what kind of weird, bizarro bullshit is this, you know? And I'm like, do we have any kinky people here? I know it's just, you know, whatever. Well, I'm going but all right, we're in Sanford, fucking Cisco. I don't know, kinky's like this weird thing, I feel like it's very trendy to be calling yourself kinky now, like, oh, I'll meet some, you know, like, 35-year-old white woman, she'll be like, yeah, I'm kinky, I'm like, oh, how are you kinky? She's like, um, sometimes I like to get spanked, and it's like... Listen, when I was a kid, I, the neighborhood girls used to have me put dog collars on them and then a dog leash, and I'd walk them around the neighborhood and then put them in a dog crate, and my family didn't even own dogs. You know what I mean? Like, don't talk to me about being kinky. The thing is, like, I started this weird line between kinky and vanilla. Like, I'm super kinky to my vanilla friends, but I'm super vanilla to my kinky friends. Like, I have this friend. This is true. You can look her up. Her online name is Femcar. She was dating a surgeon, and they would literally cut parts of their flesh out and cook it and eat each other's. Yes, this is 100% true, you can look it up. Uh, And she's like, you're not kinky. You're not kinky, Eric's like, I I just, I don't wanna eat people, (laughs) you know? Like, listen, I just wanna choke a girl while she calls me daddy and I piss in her mouth like a normal human being, you know? God, what happened to traditional values? Uh, Let's see how this goes, San Francisco. I uh, I went on a, a date um, with a trans woman a few years ago, and uh, the thing is, like, I'm not I'm not into trans uh, women, and like, it, it wasn't her fault. It was because I was subscribing to my strict policy of swiping right on everything without reading profiles on Tinder, and uh, so uh, we met in a 7-Eleven parking lot uh, because I'm very classy, and uh, she wasn't 21, and. Where looked, look how fucking tight you guys are. Gee, oh my god, some guy mentioned the word fucking trans. Don't talk about your experience. You can't have a lived experience. So, um, again, glad this is on the internet. Um, so uh, I knew that uh, it became obvious she was trans when I met, because I was like, hey, I'm Eric, and she was like, hey, I'm Olive. And I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do? Like, I, didn't, I was not expecting this situation, you know? And so I was very nervous, and I said, I'll do whatever I do when I get nervous. I'll um, get fucking wasted. And so I went into the 7-Eleven, and I got uh, myself a bunch of beer, and I got her a juice box. And we went back to my place, and um, uh, she was super pretty. We started making out, and the clothes came off, and then it became very, very obvious that she was trans. And the thing is, like, I'm not uh, attracted to penis, um, but if this room is any indication of it, I have no greater fear being in the U.S., uh, than being labeled as transphobic. So I was like, I guess I gotta take one for the team. And if you really wanna smash the patriarchy, try fucking a lady with a bigger dick than yours. You know what that's like when it's just bouncing back and forth between your stomach? You're like We really should do something about the wage gap, you know? If her dick was any longer, I would have chipped a tooth. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've been talking about some serious stuff. Uh, is it okay if we talk about some lighter things? Yeah? All right. Cool, this will be a great one to end on, Pam. Um, (laughs) uh, Victoria's Secret (laughs) made history recently by um, hiring the world's first woman with Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you can give it up for that. Uh, Which I think just goes to show you that with enough determination, men will masturbate to anything. Now, I know you're saying that's messed up, but it's true, it's true. I personally know that what I just said is true, okay? Her tits don't have Down syndrome. I'm all, listen, I'm all for inclusivity, but I feel like there should be certain parameters for industries. I don't think that the airline industry needs to have a special needs program. I don't think we need to have an airplane going down because the pilot mistook the control panel for a chocolate bar. I don't think that needs to happen. When is the porn industry finally going to embrace a special needs program? I think that special needs people deserve love. They deserve to have sex. They deserve to be able to lie down on a pool table with 12 guys surrounding them jerking off while their eyelids are being pried open. You know what I mean? I'm all for inclusivity. I'm glad that you guys are too. Give it up for yourselves for being so progressive. Thank you so much.
0: Yay, Eric Berry, American Sex Brain. You can probably find that on YouTube or something, right? Somewhere. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, all right, your next comedian. Excited that she's here. Everybody, clap your hands together. It's Drea Myers. Yay!
18: Oh my god, dude. Thank God Eric Berry came back. You know what I mean? We talk, We really have a shortage of white men talking about porn and fucking retarded people. <laughs> We really needed that. I'm glad you're back to fill that gap in the comedy scene, you know? There wasn't enough of you. We needed more. Uh, I do not have kids. I don't have kids, Uh, special needs or otherwise. I don't have any kids. (laughs) Um, I don't think I'm going to have kids either, dude. I've decided, at least not right now, just because, like, I know my type and I don't want to give my kids a loser for a father. (laughs) So... That's the number one reason, dude. You got to be honest with yourself, you know, about where you're at in life. Like, if he's not calling me back right now, he's not going to call my kid back in 10 years. (laughs) Real shit. Man, if only my mom had made that same decision. You know what I mean? Fuck. Maybe I'd have a 401k, you know? I wouldn't be fucking doing comedy in a radio station with no real job um yeah it's all c- cyclical is that that word cyclical it's all a cycle dude like they say women are more attracted to men that remind them of their father and I have a bad father I have a fucking bipolar alcoholic father uh but he's also a really good chef <laughs> so I'm like dude you gotta weigh out the pros and cons you know Like, I'm going to probably date some dude that gets drunk and goes crazy on me at night, but I'm going to wake up to some really good breakfast in the morning. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'll take a black eye for some sun-dried tomato pesto paninis. Let's do it. I'm tired. Cook my food, bitch. Shit. Your dad is, uh, you know, fat and works at the bank. My dad cooks food, so (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Um, I did have a fucking crazy dad my dad's on his fourth wife and he's on his uh he has five kids and I'm the youngest of the five kids so I got him when he was already middle-aged <laughs> um yeah I had uh, my parents divorced when I was one so I would always go and visit him and then I would come home with like bad habits like I started cussing at like four years old and my mom knew that it was my dad that taught me how to cuss because I would say the cuss words exactly like him like I didn't say shit I said shit at four years old just walking around shit and then my mom would be like I know you taught her this and he's like no I didn't shit he taught me how to lie too like when I started getting in trouble for cussing he taught me how to lie to my mom he'd be like if you ever want to say shit just say you were saying wash it like wash something wash it I was like, dude, it doesn't even sound the same, though. No. He's like, just say you were saying, Wah shit. Oh. <laughs> so then he started teaching us that. That was our little trick. I taught my sister, we would just walk around, Wah shit. And then it became a game. Like every time we would drive over the freeway, he would just teach us both to say it in unison. So we would just drive down the freeway, Wah shit wow shit looking back I'm like dude who the fuck let this dude raise daughters (laughs) you should have taken us away bro (laughs) like what the fuck um what else dude I think that's what happened to my mom too like she my mom's a you know a thicker woman (laughs) a thick thick woman uh so I think that's why she got stuck with him because he cooks so well because she would always talk shit about him but anytime a pie crust commercial came on tv she'd be like Oh, my God, Dre, your dad's quiche. His quiche. So, like, back in the day, he was probably, like, beating her ass. And they were like, why don't you leave him? And she's like, because, girl, quiche too bomb. Quiche too bomb. I, I agree. That one's dumb. Uh, let's see. What else was I going to tell you guys today? Oh, dude. This is one thing that's pissing me off now is people do not – like, ever since COVID and we were all on unemployment and now everyone's working, they do not want to do their jobs. Like, at all. And they expect you to just be cool with it. Like, I ordered Amazon Fresh. The lady called me from downstairs and was like, can you come downstairs and get it yourself? I was like, what the fuck? No. If I wanted to lug groceries up three stories, I would just do it myself. I wouldn't fucking order. I went to the grocery store, too, and they, they want you to bag your stuff yourself, which is fine. Um, I started bagging my shit. And the cashier was like, hey, the cold doesn't go with the non-cold stuff. And I was like, lady, I'm not a professional, all right? Thank you so much. Clap it up. Thank you. Yay, Dre Myers. Yay.
0: This is exciting. We've got great comedians here at the happy hour. Hey, tomorrow at Atlas, I need people. So if, Eric, you don't have anything to do tomorrow at 2 in the afternoon or... Yeah, or Drea and, and Jason. Like, if you don't have anything to do tomorrow, I need comics. So two o'clock, Atlas, super fun. Uh, thank you, people with real souls. We have one more comedian left. He's so funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together, everyone. It's Jason King. Yay!
19: Yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. All right, very cool. I, um, Drea, you just mentioned you had your dad was bipolar. I have a lot of family members that are bipolar, so I've uh, been to the psych ward quite a lot. Uh, if you've never been to the psych ward, there's like a lot of things that aren't allowed in the psych ward. Um, and I think it's uh, like it, it's kind of funny because like they're like things you wouldn't think are dangerous. I think it would be really funny to see the first person who found out that those things were dangerous. You know, like some nurse comes running out the psych ward. It's like, I just got stabbed with a bar of soap. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, my phone's out of battery, so I don't remember what I want to work on. But um, <laughs> I uh, here, here's here's I think one. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting the things that Black people have been able to pull off is cool, right? Like uh, like limping. know yeah. <laughs> that's kind of wild. Like they they took to the fact that someone couldn't get anywhere on time and they made it dope. <laughs> <And> <laughs> You know, I'm just trying to imagine the first guy who thought he could get away with making limping cool. Uh, just walking around with a bad ankle. He's like, maybe if I hold my dick, this will look like it's on purpose. <laughs> and then I'll call my walking stick a pimp cane. <laughs> people start talking to him. It's like, hey, Mr. Jones, how's it going? He's still in pain. He's like, I'm pimping. <laughs> um, another thing I think <laughs> that like black people try to make cool is bad suspension. Right, like you'll see some guy driving around his low rider, and people are like, "That's cool." Meanwhile, this guy's like burning his fender off; <laughs> his hydraulics are all fucked up. People are like, "That's dope." Meanwhile, every time he goes to the store, he's getting back shots. <laughs> uh, looks like he's riding a bull. Uh, let's see what else I want to talk about? I feel like, um, I feel like the news needs to stop tattletaling on the United States. Yeah, like that's. Like, 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 Let's keep some things low key, like like China doesn't need to know where we're putting missiles. You know, I almost feel like the news is kind of like that uh, that kid in recess that tells your bully like exactly what you said. You know, like the U.S. government will you know be talking a big game, then ch- China shows up, it's like you're talking shit, and the U.S. is like, no, 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 we're allies, and then the news shows up, was like, no, 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 he said <laughs> he gonna put a bomb in Beijing. <laughs> He gonna put bomb in Taipei. <laughs> then he gonna cross that little fence you call a Great Wall, <laughs> and he's gonna turn everybody in your country into a Panda Express. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I gotta figure out the second two tags. Um, but yeah, I um, my doctor has terrible bedside manner. Uh, I should have known this because his name was uh, Doctor Savage. Yeah. The first time I went to him, I went because his calendar was completely free. Um, And so I I get there and uh, I'm like, uh, I I have like, I have like an STD scare. Right. And so he's like, "Uh, what's going on? It's like, I got an STD scare. So he pulls down like this binder, like full of like filled with pictures of infected penises. And he starts flipping through the penises aggressively. And he's like, you see this man, very successful, beautiful Got herpes, life ruined. I was like, what? He's like, now show me your penis. (laughs) Second time I went to Dr. Savage, I had another STD scare, there's a trend here. And um, (laughs) I get there and he's like, so have you had multiple partners? And like super confidently, I was like, nope. One partner. He's like, why are you so confident? How do you know your girlfriend's not cheating on you? I was like, what? He's like, Jason, I've seen your penis. like you have small penis and bad insurance (laughs) yeah (laughs) third time i went to dr savage i went because i had an eye infection everyone's like all right finally something it's not about stds Uh, a girl squirted in my eye but um i get to dr savage and he's like i was like do you think it's infected and he's like yeah Uh, he's like you look gross He's like, have you ever seen that movie Hitch in the, the scene with the with the where his face blows up? I was like, yeah. He's like, good because you're not gonna be able to see a movie for a while. <laughs> all right, cool. I um, let's see this next joke I think comes from too mean of a place and I don't think it's gonna work. Um. All right, <laughs> but it's not like mean in a cool way. Um. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I, whenever I get into an Uber, I have to give my Uber driver a pin code um, to verify that they're the right driver. Um, and I think the interesting thing about that is I can tell who deserves to be an Uber driver and who deserves to have dreams based on how much they remember. know? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll get in the car and I'll be like, the code is eight, six, five, four. And they're like, all right, eight, six, five, four. got it. I was like, cool. This guy's going places. And then I'll be like eight, six, five, four. And then the guy will be like, so you said two. I was like, I didn't say two at all. It's so like, you, you need to buy some driving gloves or something. You're going to be here a while. Um, all right, guys, my time. Thank you very much. Peace out.
0: Jason King, everyone. Hooray. Well, that's been our show. Thank you, Real People with Souls, for coming by and being here. And come back next week and tell your friends. And it's uh, thanks for being here, comedians and sticking around, and Eric Berry for coming back, and Jason King. Drea Myers for coming out, and... Yeah, everybody have a great Friday. Tomorrow, Atlas, 2 o'clock. Always great show. And, uh, okay, bye. Dream, 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 the hey, yeah.
14: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat!
1: <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the US government and its personal as the Enigma Brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex. The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers it on Amazon.
14: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants?
8: Oh, shit. Time to time, I've given it a thought of two.
16: You
14: know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dagdabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop.
18: I was, well, was just like leaving cool, the theater. I
5: just this Cadillac this convertible, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material, and I drove it up here,
13: And I started so, to do
5: some thinking. on the freeway, having I a did. really, really good time.
6: Flat, black, glassy. Just big spliffs and cruising Saturday Cadillac, on
5: the freeway. Show, I am I a total friendly, and fraud,
8: and and Jesus. is absolutely right.
9: I am Teddy, Beavis and
13: and I will cut the Henry! Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry,
6: from your
3: uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry, I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man.
1: Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined, while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it?
2: Hey, you near Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station, and it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we gotta serve somebody.
7: San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year. Enough for 93,000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org volunteer to find out how you can help.
0: Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at darksideofthecircus.brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon. Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon. with Bow and Arrow presents Dark Side of the Circus a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only, September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at darksideofthecircus.brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and arrow. We'll see you soon on the dark side of the moon. house that's what's gonna happen tonight solid motherfucking new jokes from people at joke workshop here at MutinyRadio.fm. thanks for tuning in it's six o'clock it's a monday it's time for 12 comedians to do four minutes and get four minutes of critique by their comedian peers please take notes Uh, The more you participate, the better this is. The more you don't participate, the more you have to listen to me make shit up about people. So let's all be a community, and it's gonna be awesome, yeah! Uh, Please remember, if you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. Be kind to your fellow comedians. Try to give them a compliment, and then the shit that you don't like, and then just the help that you wanna give them, uh, which is great. Tags, just help, help everybody out. We're here to support one another. Uh, thanks for donating two dollars. If you can't do that, no problemo. Just take a picture with the phones that I all know you have in your pocket of anything of the bathroom that's clean. Ha ha ha! Take a picture of something and post it to your Instagram, just tagging Mutiny Radio SF, and that is worth more than two dollars to me. So yay! We really we cleaned this weekend. So there's, I mean, wow! You have no idea what weird dirt was dragged out of this building. Wow! I didn't know you guys uh, had so much dander. Dirty Dirty Comedians. Your first comedian of the night. Be prepared to laugh and clap your hands for the new jokes of Shane Kenny.
6: Everyone,
20: how are y'all doing tonight? It's daylight, but it's still considered nighttime. I know what you're thinking. The band didn't work out, and now he's telling jokes. Let's be honest. Pretty accurate, I'm playing music. I could hide behind an instrument. <laughs> so um, I just finished up another semester of school. I'm studying climate change, so comedy isn't the most depressing thing I'm pursuing, but a close <laughs> number two. And I had a professor who was obsessed with tornadoes, which got old real fast. He kept playing us these videos shot by tornado chasers. and he would t- And he would ask us like, What were these tornado chasers doing wrong here? And my smart ass is sitting in the back going, uh, uh, chasing a fucking tornado. Like, he was like, what? Like, because every once in a while, these tornado chasers would get caught by a tornado. It's like, yeah, tornado chasing's all fun and games when you're on the offensive, but once the tornado starts coming back for you, shit hits the fan and it's not such a fun hobby. Yeah, it was, it was just a semester of just holding in a boiling mess of sass. So, the abortion stuff happened recently, just a, on a lighter note. Yeah, I, I love it because if dudes could get pregnant, this would be a completely different situation. If dudes could get pregnant, the headlines would be like, birth rate hits historic low, human race in danger of disappearing. That and like, abortion pills now available at Taco Bell. Like, it would not be an issue at all. Um, I like how everyone applauds each other when, you know, a friend or couple gets pregnant. But do I still have to applaud if I know the pregnancy happened by accident? Like, it's one thing if you've been in a relationship for a long time, you're financially stable, or, you know, you're just in a good place and you're prepared to have a kid. My friend had his first kid at 18 right out of high school at 19 second kid our friend my dumbass friends were still like congratulations like really do I have to applaud if I know for a fact it was an accident like I don't applaud a NASCAR driver for getting a second flat tire you know like no you're doing a great job so what else anyone see the new avengers movie anyone okay spoilers ahead um i loved it because thor and i had the same fucking character arc in 2011 we were at the top of our physical shape we were hopeful full of joy and ready to resolve our family issues now it's 2019 we're both depressed we drank too much we made some mistakes and we just want to do nothing and it's cool because as my beer belly gets bigger it's like no i still have the body of a god yeah um anyone here a fan of musicals anyone you're gonna hate this next one um i don't i hate that they keep making musical versions of good movies like spider-man was an awesome movie but some theater nerds thought you know how spider-man's a really cool movie with the special effects and you know the action and everything what if spider-man were singing and shooting silly string at villains it'd be awesome like um like hamilton was the greatest thing to happen to the musical community because it's like oh there's one that's not completely annoying as shit like hamilton was like the susan boyle of musicals like there's nothing good in that genre but it's like hey that genre can produce good all right, I'm Shane Kenny. Thanks. Good me. Thanks for listening to my TED talk.
0: Shane Kenny, everyone. All right. Oh, I forgot to put the microphones out today. I'm a big jerk. Um, no, none of them are on yet because I didn't even put them out. If, uh, but if. Thank you so much, James Mara, for um, putting those out. While I will go, say some things. Thanks for doing that. Um. So you come across from the very beginning uh as angry and you have a very high tone and it's hard um i i took a lot of theater classes in my youth and one of the things that my acting teachers would tell me is that if you start the scene way up here you start way up here with the energy where do you have to go where can you fucking possibly go and i think that's what's happening to you is you're starting so high that then it's like where do you go you have to go higher and higher so i would challenge you to go low maybe to try to whisper and draw us in in a different way like because you you start with this like you die and you've got this energy and it came across for the whole four minutes and so i challenge you to like make some peaks and valleys so that your peaks can have the resonance that they should right does that make yeah. sense yeah thank you yeah you bet other comments uh- it should be. There's an on-off switch on it. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we checked them all this week, I promise.
8: Oh. No. That
0: one works in front of James. <laughs> I heard that one. <laughs>
8: uh, I really like the um, uh, hey, what's up, James? Uh, <laughs> The the premise about the musicals, um, about um, uh, why they're making good movies into musicals. Um, that's fun. There's a lot to explore there. I want to hear you talk about, like, what would it be like if they um, made bad movies? Like the worst
17: movies, but, like, the, yeah. the juxtaposition with like, Broadway, uh, like, overproduction, stuff like that. I think that could be a lot of fun.
0: You, you can say nice things, too. Find a microphone?
10: Um, you said something as the Susan Boyle of musicals. Um, maybe did you mention her specifically because she is also musical? Because people think of opera singers as good, and she like it, She was like Hamilton, where she drew a ton of attention to opera singing, but opera singing has no other good people in that genre. who... Yeah. Um, maybe I mean, feel free to critique the critique. Uh, maybe maybe if you pick something that wasn't as musical, it would make it seem like more of an analogy. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. I've never given feedback on jokes before, so.
17: (laughs) Two quick things, great stuff. The tornado joke, I think you uh, caught this yourself. You had a line that was like, uh, every once in a while these tornado chasers are caught by a tornado. I think you did that after your first punchline. Like maybe that before, because then the punchline's like, every once in a while, these people are caught by a tornado. The presser's like, what are these people doing wrong? You're like, chasing a fucking tornado. I, th- I think that's what you were intending to do. And then uh, you said, uh, Thor, uh, I have a beer belly, but also the body of a god. How do you feel about like flipping that? Like, But now at least I can say I have the body of a god in that I have a beer belly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shannon.
0: other comments all right everybody clap your hands together for shane kenny yes.
16: all
0: right we've i think we've figured out the technical issues with all of the uh microphones yay it's it's, yay, it's a joke workshop your next comedian very funny guy you can also listen to his podcast every tuesday from noon to two here on Mutiny Radio. It's called My Limited View. Put your hands together for Sergio Navoa.
16: Hi, everyone. I take long breaks between relationships, mainly because I have to wait for the rash to clear. (laughs) It took me a bit longer this last time because I don't have insurance, but I have friends in tech. They have insurance, so I took their penicillin, which means I am now rash-free and ready to start dating. Everyone told me to go online. Turns out all my friends and relatives are online, but I don't wanna date my friends and relatives anymore. The problem I have with online dating is perceived choices. Yes, there are thousands of people online, but they're not all necessarily attractive, interesting, or funny. And it also doesn't mean they're interested in me. The other problem I have with online dating is, just oh, delusion. I've read my friends profiles and I'm not sure if my friends are delusional or just straight up lying. I don't want anyone to call me a liar. But I eventually gave in and signed up for online dating. There are so many options now. You've got Match, OkCupid, the sex offender registry. I was really excited when I got my first match but I knew it wasn't going to work out because he lives in the sunset and I don't do long distance. I was really excited about my second match, but I also knew it wasn't gonna work out because he wanted to go hiking. Yeah, I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> now I, oh shit, I'm not a lesbian. Tell me, how many of you know someone who's really hot and you would totally have sex with them, but you know you can't because they're a relative? Yep. Okay, how about this? How many of you have gone out, gotten drunk, taken someone home only to wake up and realize it's a relative? It's pretty shocking, especially for grandpa. Now I have dated both men and women, and it is safe to say women can have sex with whomever they want. We men have sex with whatever we can. Surprisingly enough, once I had sex with a man, I understood women so much more. And because of this, I will help every straight man in this audience be more popular with women. I will have sex with each of you. (laughs) Don't worry, just because you enjoy sex with a man does not make you gay. For the record, just because you have sex with a man, doesn't mean you're gonna enjoy it. Just ask most women. Just ask most women. Now, I know with the whole Me Too movement, men are afraid to approach women now. I can help you with this. There is a fine line between flirting with a woman and harassing a woman. It's simple. If you're attractive, you're flirting with a woman. If you're unattractive, you're harassing a woman. Any questions? Um, Ladies. Here's what you need to know about men. Men are like buses. They're never on time, but one will eventually show up. So no need to chase them. And also, ladies, when a guy tells you he just wants to put the tip in, he's not lying to you. He's lying to himself. And guys, here's what you need to know about women. Women are superior to us, and they're emotionally evolved. So if you want a hassle-free, sexually-fulfilled relationship, State men. It's worked out for me. Uh, guys, if you have not received a blowjob from a gay man, I want you to counsel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and get this taken care of. I'll leave you with this. I recently ran into my high school girlfriend and the first words out of her mouth, is it my fault you're gay? And I was like, no, you didn't turn me gay. Your brother did. <laughs> uh, that is it. Thank you.
0: Uh, the mics are up for the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, go hey, for it. Hey,
1: hey, how's it going?
12: How's it going? Uh, or like the, uh, the putting the tip in,
17: lying to himself thing. Oh. Could, uh, maybe stretch that a little bit. It's, fine. it's funny, so just, yeah, keep up with it.
16: Put yeah. more than just a tip? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> line to
17: You're not lying to yeah. You're lying to <laughs>
11: What was was a bit you were like, uh, I can't tell if my friends are crazy,
16: delusional or crazy? Delusional or straight up lying. Or lying.
11: Okay. Yeah.
16: Because I've read their profiles and I'm like, I wouldn't describe you as lean, but okay, we'll go with that.
11: No, I like that a lot because obviously, because you're like, no one would ever, you said no one would, you would never want to be called a liar, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would just maybe like pause a bit more. Uh, before the punchline, t- so people understand. Because I was like trying to figure out what you were saying. Gotcha. But it's like a really good misdirect that you would never be want to be called a liar because you you are delusional. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So just like maybe pause a bit, <laughs> let us.
16: Yeah. And, got and it. Got just, it. Yeah. Totally see that. Thank you. Thank you. I think good. you have
0: a. I think you have a, a punchline that you can use at the end of the whole relative thing, in that there's a euphemism that people usually use, which is like it's all relative. That's like a thing, you know, like a a tagline that people say in real life like it's all relative oh, that's and right. i feel like at the end of that whole relative bit you can get an extra big punch as a tag to like wait and throw it out and go like it's all relative
16: oh yeah do you know so yeah. that you're using like
0: s- a recognizable thing and then you're but it's a callback yeah. to the other uh, uh, whole because you're using the word relative in a bunch of different ways and then Got to it. like
16: twist anyways that might be a fun oh, i punch. totally see it when i say a pretty shocking
0: it's all relative It's all relative yeah and then you'll get a big laugh off Got that
16: it true good thank you
8: you talk about uh, you kind of like talk about having sex with everybody in the audience, right? Like you say with that men with with the men. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's an opportunity to bring back the like the rash as a callback. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody line up and all of everybody with the rash in the back. That way we were save, oh, save okay. it for the end or something like that. <laughs> I think it's a fun it's a fun opportunity to kind of be like you know I'm gonna fuck totally everybody in the audience, that. but it, also the rash thing. I think it's good. yeah.